we should start a podcast. Yeah, we've all said it. But when it comes time to make it a reality, we get stuck. Well, here's some good news. With Spreaker, all you need to start a podcast is a microphone and a good idea. Spreaker handles the recording, management, distribution, and monetization of your podcast, allowing you to focus on making a podcast. Whether you're discussing the latest moves in the tech sector or just your dating life, Spreaker gives you tools to make your podcast a hit and professional insights about who is listening and where. And as your podcast dream grows, Spreaker only becomes more useful, letting you upload and schedule multiple episodes at the same time, push to multiple platforms, and customize RSS feeds. But what about making money? With Spreaker, monetization is as easy as checking a few boxes. So next time someone says to you, we should start a podcast, say yes and let Spreaker handle the rest. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. Welcome to the porch. I'm Richard Grund. This is where we get back to basics. We examine the Word of God. We take the example of the book of Acts Church, and we follow it. Because I believe that that was the church that the Lord designed, the church the Lord intended. And if we do what they did, what a difference we could make in the world right now. The porch was inspired to restore the priesthood of the believer and regain the world-shaking influence that the early church had. The church age is still in effect. The fire still falls. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The porch is an outreach of Solomon's Porch, Inc. on solomonsporch.org is its main website. Or Firefall Talk Radio is the other site you can go to. If you have any questions, visit either one. Use the contact button. Make sure you bookmark the Spreaker site for Firefall Talk Radio. That is our main uh, podcast site. The main address is Spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash Firefall Talk Radio. All one word, lowercase. If you'd like to support what we do here at Firefall Talk Radio, you can go to the main page, and at the bottom is a PayPal donation link. But now we have a new way for you to support us by using the Venmo, V-E-N-M-O, app. You download and sign up for it. Just send your blessing to at Firefall Media Group, capital F, I-R-E-F-A-L-L, capital M-E-D-I-A, capital G-R-O-U-P, M-I-C, sorry, at uh, Firefall Media Group. It's easier, it's more user-friendly, and folks, right now, I, I really hate doing the whole plug thing, but with everything going on in the world, I get it, um, and the beginning of the year is when a lot of expenses come due for websites and cloud storage, and we had a, a, a monitor that had to be replaced we could really use your support right now. And plus, there's some people that need help, and we would like to be able to help them. So either go to the main page, use the PayPal donation link, or use the Venmo app, and um, give as the Lord leads. Welcome to each and every one of our listeners. 
whether from Spreaker or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you are subscribed because then you'll know when a new Overwatch has been posted. We're keeping you updated as to what is going on in the world, especially the COVID-19 pandemic that's going on. I'm going to be doing a show this Sunday night, uh, tying all the strings together and seeing um, what cages we can rattle as I expose what the Lord is showing to me. There's too much information to cover what's going on in the world. You know it. It's on the news nonstop. It's on social media, everywhere you turn. We should be fearless, not foolish. We should be prepared, not panicked. We should be prayerful, not fearful. Standing in faith, not running in fear. And when I show you what I believe the Lord has shown to me, you're going to begin to understand this a little better. If you have family members that are affected or people that you know, please let us know. We can bring it out to uh, the community in prayer. Also, stay tuned. I have some exciting news coming that will help us to become more of a community and interconnected. But i got to get it all worked out, and I'll let you know. Praise reports and prayer requests, that's how we start out. We don't rush into the presence of the Lord asking for things. We enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. So, Lord, we just thank you. Father, we thank you. We praise you. I praise you for my home, for my wife, for my family, my sons, daughter-in-laws, grandsons, furry kids. Some of you call them pets and possessions. I pray his hedge of protection over us. I, I, I praise him for it. I praise him for this ministry that he lets me work, a ministry that I believe was created for this time. <coughs> Sorry, I don't I don't have the I don't have the virus. What I have is the mistake of putting chlorine in the pool before coming into the room to do this podcast. Don't do that, especially when the wind blows it back in your face. <clears throat> I praise him for the dreams and the visions for for his healing virtues. It's he still heals. He's still on the throne. He's still in control. We live in a fallen world, and, and this virus is just one of many that is out there. He's greater than all of it. I praise him that we can praise him. I praise him for his favor and for revelation, which I'm in a season of nonstop input and download, if you will, from the throne room. I praise him for being a new creation and living in a time such as this, these prophetic times. I praise him for America. Yeah, we have things wrong, but we are, I believe, the greatest nation on the face of the earth, Israel being a close second. I praise him for the signs that he's giving us. He's getting ready to return, and I know some of you are ready for that. Let's get ready. Now let's pray. We're going to pray for the Middle East and Israel and the peace of Jerusalem in accordance with Psalm 122, verse 6. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, may they prosper who love you. Well, I know, Lord, I, I, I love your, your people. I love my brothers and sisters over there. I pray for their peace, their protection, their favor, and for everything that you're doing. I pray for America, its leaders, its citizens at this time of testing and trials and tribulation. Not the tribulation, but a tribulation. We will get through this, Lord, with our faith in you through our faith in you. 
I pray for the fatherless and the widows and the innocence of the victims of injustice. I mean, really think about it. All of those people are already burdened and squeezed by this world, the cares of this world and the enemy, and now this on top of it. So we pray for them. We pray we pray for the innocents, the slaughter of the innocents, what's being done to them for missing and exploited children, for the victims of sex trafficking. Uh, let me just add this, and uh, hopefully it doesn't get me in trouble. Um, there, there are people out there, there is a global elite, there are rich people, there are debased satanic people that take advantage of the weak, take advantage of, of girls and young boys, and they do horrible, horrible things. There's plenty of documentaries, and we're going to start covering it on Overwatch. Folks, pray for them. You don't need to know their name, but the Spirit will guide you. I pray for our brothers and sisters around the world being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith. We stand with them. I stand with them. I pray against the religious persecution and the anti-Semitism on the rise globally. We know that the spirit of the Antichrist has been out and about, but he's growing bolder at this time, preparing for the personal unveiling. But you know what? We stand against the spirit of the Antichrist. We've heard it's coming, and it's already in the world, and Hasatan, you and the fallen, and all of your demonic offspring, we will not back down. We will stand up. Our heels are dug in. Our armor is on. The shield is up, sword in hand. We will not retreat. I pray for divine wholeness, health, and continued healing as we get back to our divine design. What's going on in the world right now, and I'm going to discuss this on Sunday. We are being shaken for our lack of health. We are being shaken for the poor way in which we've eaten. We are being shaken because we've not taken care of our body in accordance with God's commands. But I'm praying against that. I am I'm believing that as we correct that, the enemy will have less of a hold on us. I'm praying for healing in, in my wife, uh, Deb, as you continue to heal her bones, Lord, and restore to her everything that the enemy has taken. Just got word before we came on the air, my daughter-in-law, Kika, Chris's wife, just found out her aunt in Portugal. Portugal. What's Portugal? I don't know what Portugal is. Portugal um, has the virus. So we pray for her, and we pray for all that have that have contracted this bioweapon. I'll call it what, what it is. You may not like it when I say that, but I believe I know what I'm talking about. I pray for all that are sick right now, each and every one of us. Father, right now, in the name of Yeshua, for everyone that we know right now, sick, heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, whether it's this virus, whether it's anything going on right now, we partake of your healing virtues. We thank you for them. We, we apply the blood. We apply the name of Yeshua to it. And we stand together, we touch, and we agree right now for healing in Yeshua's name. I'm praying for protection, for inspiration. I'm you to pray for divine favor in the conclusion of legal matters that have now dragged on because of everything being shut down. Uh, there's blessings involved in that for the adversity our family is going through and for, of course, our lost family members. Stacy in Texas, she didn't send it in, but she gave it to me, and I'm just going to lay it out there. She's been notified this week that the nurses in her school um, could be called into work at the hospitals. So um, we're going to need a prayer covering over her. Kim in Fort Mitchell, she um, says, uh, hey, Richard, I hope you guys are well. I'm okay. This is a lot for a normal person to handle, but even more for a person in recovery. Hey, Kim, let me tell you something. You are recovered. 
you are recovered. Your process is to maintain and glorify the Lord in the fact that you are recovered. You are healed in the name of Jesus. And if there's anything left in you that would trigger or send you back or have any, the enemy has any hook in you right now in the name of Jesus, by the fire of the Holy Spirit, let it be burned out. No more. Said God is everything, and I'm grateful for my salvation and the online meetings. Although I have to deal with a disease that's trying to kill me every day, I work for my kids and my family. I worry for my kids and my family back in Germany. I try to find gratitude in all this, and I'm talking to God all day long. I found comfort when you wrote me earlier this week that said, God is not surprised or caught off guard by this. Acceptance is hard for me because I'm a fighter. It's hard for me to be still. That's exactly what he wants me to do, though, to be still and pray. Father, I'm praying for the doctors and healthcare workers and every person who helps keeping this country going, risking their own life. We have to stand in the gap for them and stay home. Father, let this pass soon. Let me learn whatever it is you want me to learn through this. He's already revealed some things and put them into my heart. Father, please keep my mother safe and healthy, as well as my husband, my brother, and his family. I'm praying for the porch families. Protect us, Father. Guide us. Save the souls of our family members. Father, provide what we need in this scary time. I'm laid off and the money is tight. In that regard, community, if you would like to help Kim and her family out or anybody, you reach out to me, you put it into the porch account, and I will forward that directly to Kim and whoever else has needs. Uh, Help me through this mentally and give me the strength to guide my children through this, protect our homes and pets. I still have hope, and I'm praying that we can go to Germany this year to see my family. Father, forgive me for my temper and impatience during this time. Let this pass in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Whoops. We thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you for how much you love us. We thank you that in this fallen world, with everything that's going on, we have hope in you. Our hope's not in man. Our hope's not in a system. Our hope's not in anything but you. We seek you first. Your face we seek right now. Your blessings, your protection, your Psalm 91 covering, that no plague, no pestilence shall come near our dwellings, that your angels would even lift us up so that we don't even stub our toe on anything in our path. We thank you that the name of Jesus is the name above all names. We thank you, Father, that you are the one. You are the one who decides what happens. You are the one who sits on the great white throne. You are the one who controls all things, Lord. You spoke it all into existence. Right now, by your word, you can speak it and we are healed. By your word, you can speak it and we have provision. By your word, you can make all this go away in the blink of an eye. But you're letting it happen. You are allowing it to shake your church, to get us out of the basilicas and the man-made traditional constructs and to find you once again. Lord, we thank you for what you've done, the cross and everything that you're still doing, that you sit at the right hand of the Father and you allow us to sit with you in the heavenly places. From that position, we, ad- we adore you. We praise you. We love you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for walking with us and encouraging us and even tolerating us, gently nudging us when we're wandering off the path. 
consoling us and then awakening people to pray. Lord, we need a powerful spirit of prayer right now. We need your church to rise up at this time and be the church. So bless this time, bless this word, protect us, our homes, families, pet possessions, or this technology. Lord, let this be a time where your spirit moves and we hear what you have to say to us. I pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. So I've been asking you a question for 13 weeks now. This will be the 13th week. Are you remnant ready? How about now, April 1st? You know, they say this was April Fool's Day. Well, there's no joke you could play that we haven't already experienced. There's no jokes to play. Are you ready yet? Is is being ready a priority yet? Are you ready to take a stand? Are you ready to make a difference? See, to be remnant ready, it needs to become personal. The fact that your loved ones may be going into the lake of fire needs to become personal. The fact that disease and sickness and, and demonic activity is all around you needs to become personal. Personal for you. It's personal for him. He hung on a cross naked, stripped, to, his flesh ripped and torn, his beard ripped out, blood all over him. There was nothing pretty about that sight. All of Jerusalem could see him up on that hill. That's why they did it up there, so that everybody could see it. Is it personal yet? Has it become personal for his church? Now's not the time for dead religion. It's not the time for cold external actions. No, it's time for a relationship with the living God, a thriving, vibrant relationship. It's time for a love for him and a love for his creation. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. The life of a believer is characterized by the praise of God's goodness and his glory. Yes, God's goodness and his glory. We're not to be pessimistic. We're not to be paranoid. But you know what, folks? We need to understand we're in a war. And I think some of you are finally getting it. You've been listening to me for a while. You've read the book, The Supernatural Battle. You, you, you've listened, but I think you're starting to understand. 1 Timothy 1.18 This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. That warfare that's Stratia, the, the military service, the, the warfare of being a, a, a teacher, the warfare of being a minister, the warfare of being a child of God in a fallen world. 
where we were told to occupy. We were told to subject the enemy. We were told to set the captives free. We were told to tell them the good news. We were told to give sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf to raise the dead. I see a lot of places that can raise some noise. They can give you some smoke and mirrors. They can they can entertain you and get you all fired up, but then you leave there and it diminishes, and then you have to come back next Sunday and do it all to, all over again. When do we get to the point that we're fired up internally? The fire is always there. The fire is always up. It's always on. That we are walking nuclear reactors of the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of God. But see, warfare is fundamental to this walk with the Lord. And it's a warfare that each and every one of us is involved in. And there's no exit from the battlefield until the end. The moment you began your life as a believer in Jesus of Nazareth, as a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, you entered a lifelong commitment to the fight. The struggle wasn't intended to be easy. Many of us seem to forget that. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Our war is with the flesh. Our war is with the, the world. And our war, of course, is with the devil and the kingdom of darkness. Proverbs 20:18 plans succeed through good counsel don't go to war without wise advice you know where wise advice comes from it comes from those with experiential knowledge it comes from those of us that have been out there been doing it been on the battlefield have been dealing with it but we've been talking about a lifestyle at least i have hopefully you've been listening And the scripture I've read every week because it ties into the fact that to be a good soldier, to be the believer you need to be, it comes down to you. It comes down to inside out. See, most people have a a religion that's outside in. They look nice. They dress nice. Their hair is done. Their clothes are done. They do all the form and formality, all the rituals. They sing the song. They stand up. They sit down. They kneel. They do all the 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 religious posturing and, and whatever. But really, the life we've been called to live is inside out. Let us live and conduct ourselves honorably, becoming as in the open light of day, not in reveling, carousing, nor drunkenness, not in immorality and debauchery, the sensuality and licentiousness that's out there, not in quarreling and jealousy, but to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, make no provision for the indulgence of the flesh. Put a stop to thinking about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its lusts, its desires. See, Paul was emphasizing in Romans 13, 13 through 14, a high standard of moral conduct, particularly in the in view of the, the return of the Lord, which has always been near, could be at any moment, and that's when our salvation is consummated. That's when we kick off this body that's broken down or aging or whatever, and we get the glorified one. 
Won't that be an awesome day? He's talking about the righteousness that comes from the Lord. And that's that's where we were last week, verse 14, uh, the breastplate of righteousness to put it on. Remember, I told you righteousness is referred to 558 times in the Bible, 425 Old Testament, 133 New Testament. Must be important. And that righteousness comes from God. It comes from him. It's a righteousness, a behavior that is morally justifiable or right. It's a perfection, an attribute of God that we're supposed to have, but it's impossible to attain in our natural abilities. But you know what? There's some good news. Got some good news for you. That righteousness is possible through the blood of the Lamb, through the blood of Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua, and the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. That's how we achieve it. That's how we walk in it. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him, and of course he being the Father and him being Yeshua, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. On that cross, Yeshua took on to himself our unrighteousness. He took on to him our sin, and his perfect righteousness replaced it a holy righteousness. That's what this is all about. That's why the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the power, the endowment that he gave us to be witnesses to him, the disciples that was in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the end of the earth, we are to be witnesses to him. Especially now. Especially now, people would see you with faith. People see you with hope. They want, wait, don't, don't you see what's going on in the world? Yeah, I see it every day. But why do you have so much hope? Because I know someone. I know the God of all creation. I know the one who spoke everything into existence. I know the one who promised to protect me during this time. I know the one with whom I have a relationship, the person that died for me. We should be witnesses to anything else. Not to any man, not to any teaching, not to any denomination, not to any building. This whole superstar Christianity, the whole megachurch concept, it's got to die. It's got to collapse in on itself from the heavy weight of the, the monstrosities and the ornamentations and everything that ego has created. Let it fall in Jesus' name, and out of it the book of, Ch- er, book of Acts Church will arise. So what now? What do we do? Let's keep getting dressed in the armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And I know Paul was writing that about him, but folks, when I say it, I'm speaking about me. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? Well, to stand against the wiles and the schemes and the plans of the enemy. Well, what enemy? Well, the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. The Amplified for Ephesians 6, which is where we are, by the way, says against the despotisms, which are the dictatorships, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present age, against the spirit forces of the wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Dictators, world rulers, forces of wickedness of the spiritual world, which then overlaps and interacts with our world. Well, we put on the belt of truth, which holds it all together. Without it, the armor falls off, it shifts, or it leaves you unprotected. And then there's this righteousness thing. Now, you know what? David David mentions it in Psalm 15, verses 1 and 2. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle, who may dwell in your holy hill, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. Who may abide in the tabernacle? Well, except for the priest, people didn't live within the, even the precincts of the tabernacle. These words were about approaching God's presence, and the only people who could approach it were the ones that had already been accepted. Folks, we've been accepted. And that holy hill represented the tabernacle or the temple. In David's day, it was the tabernacle. After Solomon built the temple, it was the temple built in Jerusalem. But you know what? I can approach him anywhere he is. I can boldly approach the throne of grace and mercy. I can strut right in saying, Papa, Father, Papa, God, Daddy, I need I need your time. Can I just hang out with you? The whole world's gone nuts. Can I just tabernacle with you for a while? Can I just lean in close into, into your armpit and you cover me with your wings? Well, who can do that? Well, he who walks uprightly, which is about righteousness. No one is innocent before God, but without the blood of the Lamb, without what Yeshua did to us, we, we can't do that. But it's possible. First Peter 1, 15 and 16. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it's written, be holy, for I am holy. He created us in holiness. He created us in his image in Genesis 1.26. God said, let us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness. That's how he made Adam. That's how he made Eve. And then through sin and the lies of, of the serpent under the control of Satan, we lost that, but through the cross we got it back. 
Psalm 24 gives a similar thought, verses 3 and 4, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Throughout all the references of righteousness, you'll see that holiness is intertwined with righteousness and truth. See, that truth that holds it all together, the power the person, the potency of God's word, the living and the written truth holds it all together. Without it, we can't win. Without it, we don't defeat the enemy. We don't stand a chance. Winston Churchill says this, The truth is, is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it. In, ignorance may deride it. But in the end... There it is. I used to have a saying, I still have it. Truth is truth whether you believe in it or not. But see, that's why he sent back the Holy Spirit. Told the disciples, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage I go. Because I'm going to send back this paracletos, this helper, to you. I'll send him to you. And when he comes... He's going to convict this world of sin and of righteousness and the judgment of sin because they did not believe in me. See, that's what the Spirit does through us. There's a story about Smith Wigglesworth. I know I've shared it before. He was walking through a subway train in Chicago, one of the elevated trains, and he was going from one car to another. And as he passed this Catholic priest, the Catholic priest reached out and grabbed him by the arm. said, Sir, who, who are you? Your presence convicts me. And he just, Smith Wigglesworth just looked down and said, doesn't matter who I, ought, who matter who I am, repent, and kept going. He knew that that man sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit upon him to bring conviction into the world. That righteousness, that holiness, that, that presence that he puts inside of us through the Holy Spirit inspires a reaction in the world. It inspires a reaction in us, too, to want to be righteous, to want to be holy, to want to have faith. The just live by faith. The manifestation of the righteous judgment of God through us. That's what this is all about. The righteousness of God revealed by faith, by a life of faith. When you live a miraculous life of faith, it's the evidence of being in right standing with God through his Son. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteousness, his countenance beholds the upright. Psalm eleven seven. I, I believe his face on you keeps you upright. There's this inherent magnetism between our DNA and him. And when his face is on us, it, ma it makes us taller. It makes us feel better. Because we know he's coming to judge this world in righteousness. We know that the godless are foolish. Psalm 14, verse 1, and Psalm 53, 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that does good. The godless are inherently, instinctively unrighteous. It's their base nature. But the good news, the gospel, 
That's what those shoes are about. Is that the Father, through the Son, offers us His righteousness. So that when we stand before Him, we are measured by the righteousness of the Lord, not by our own. If He measured us against the law, we would fail. But He credited to our account His righteousness. Not of the law, not of works, but of love and faith in the living Son of the living God. Faith allows you to move forward in difficult times like we're going through right now. It allows us to stand together in the unity of the Spirit, and that's where we are. We're going to stand. Verse 15, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's a readiness. It's an instant availability of motion, meaning you're ready to do something. Maybe it's just to stand still. Maybe it's to stand in the gap for someone else. Maybe it's to move forward quickly or surely. But you're ready to do something. You are sure-footed at that moment. Because the peace that you have, that supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, you function from it. People that are afraid... In a battle, make mistakes. They move too quick. They, they move too late. They act out in anger. They're careless. Self-control comes from peace. Meekness comes from peace. Paul's referring to the Roman soldiers that had studs on their, their sandals. And then the, those sandals were strapped right up through their calves. They wouldn't come off. And the studs gave them sure footing. So as they were fighting... They wouldn't slip. And if they had to stand, if they had to throw up that shield and create that wall and create that barrier, they couldn't be moved. There's an expression, stand for something or fall for anything. Well, don't just stand for something. Stand for him. Stand for the word of the Lord. Stand for the peace of God. Stand for your brothers and sisters. Stand in the gap for those people out there that are doing what they're doing to stop this satanic bioweapon. There's so many things that, is, that I don't cover on the porch that I'm going to cover on Overwatch to get you to understand what's really going on and why we should be praying, not just for the healing, not just for the, the the virus, but against those that are taking advantage of it, against those that released it, against the plan of the enemy behind it, and all the little different tentacles that come off of it. We need to stand for the Lord, stand on his word, or fall for the lies of the enemy. I read the news, I read social media, I keep an eye on things, I save the things that are pertinent. And what I see is a lot of people that really have no clue about the Word of God. They really have no clue about being born again. They really have no clue about the power and the authority given to us, which should be manifesting in them at this time. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, sure-footed. But without sure footing, you can't resist. You will fall. 
And the other thing that just came to mind, thank you, Lord, the one thing I've learned through all the years of working out, of martial arts, of the of the security work, the fighting, all the things I've done to my body, that when your spine is out of alignment, it causes you to be off balance. It causes you to not have strength in certain parts of your extremities. But when your spine is upright, when it's right, when it's in divine order, all that strength comes back, all that balance comes back, all that short-footedness comes back. Folks, the church needs a chiropractic alignment right now. We need to get our spines straight. We need to make sure we're straight up and down, lined up with with the throne in heaven. We need to have that free flow of the Spirit through every aspect of our body, through through everything there, straight through, so that we can manifest Him at these times. But so many people are off balance. They're out of order. When, when you are out of order, when you're out of alignment with him and his word, you not only can't resist, but from the first push, you're going to fall. You're in a position of danger and weakness. I want you to do something for me as you pray. I want you to start asking the Lord, is there anywhere in my life that I am out of alignment with you? Is there anywhere that I'm not in agreement with you or your word? Is there anywhere that I'm off balance or weak that the enemy can take advantage of? I pray that the Holy Spirit will will reveal that to you. So you have that belt of truth. It's what you speak. It's what you believe. It holds everything together. He is the truth. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. And then your heart is protected through the breastplate of righteousness. The human heart is deceitful above all things. It's wicked. But a born-again heart, a heart that is after God's own heart, isn't. It's, it should be pure. And I know that's really difficult in this world. This world doesn't want that. It's The enemy is doing everything he can to corrupt you. So how do we stand? That's what this is about, taking a stand. We stand in peace. We're not afraid. We're not alone. And we're not going to yield. No matter what you're going through right now, whether it's what's going on in the world, whether it's personal, whether it's emotional, whatever it is, do not yield to the flesh. Do not yield to the world. Don't yield to the lies of a secular humanistic system. Stand on the word of God. Right now, more than ever, we must stand our ground and not be moved. I shall not be moved. I know who he is. I know what he's done for me. I will gladly tell anyone who he is and what he's done for me and why I believe in him. You know, those Roman soldiers in the day of battle, when it came time to fight, they stood their ground. They did not retreat. And as long as they stood together, 
in that open field and did not break ranks. Their legions, the Roman legions, were considered virtually invincible. How Rome fell was through corruption, debauchery, and sin. They were ready in an instant. They were available in an instant. They were ready to do something. Why? Because they were at peace. They were functioning from a position of peace. How many of you right now, in the middle of an emergency, would have the peace to just turn to the Lord? Pray. Listen. Do whatever he says. I see many people, some of which that should know better, reacting to what they see and hear and not listening to the Spirit. And believe me, I know that in the moment of chaos and the moment of calamity, it's real easy. All it takes is one second of thinking with a natural mind and your flesh takes over. That's where Scripture's got to be ready. It's got to roll off your lips. It's got to be in your heart. It's got to be in your mind. You should be praying every day, Holy Spirit, help me to be ready. Let the words and the names of Jesus be on my lips and in my heart. Let them be the first thing I think of when I'm squeezed or when needed. We need to become virtually invincible. One thing I can tell you about SRT, when we show up somewhere, we're prayed up, we're praised up. And when we stand together, we are invincible against the enemy. I have the confidence in my relationship with him and who I am and anybody who's been with us where we go. When I stand toe-to-toe with whatever is there, and it doesn't matter if it was a Canaanite god once worshipped by civilizations and kingdoms or whatever it may be, I'm standing confident, and I know who my daddy is, and I know what kingdom I serve. Those shoes are my feet. Those studs have given me sure footing. So this is the time to be armed and empowered to do both. We were forged in the fire of the Holy Spirit for this moment, for this war. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils... His lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His blood, his oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the overwhelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. When he shall come with trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in him be found. Dressed in righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. This gospel of peace, it produces peace in the heart and the mind of those 
who believe it and obey it. If ever there was a time that this world needed the peace that I'm talking about, if ever there was a time this world needed the peace from those who believe in the King of kings and the Lord of lords, if ever there was a time that those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, who are born again, who are not of this world, who are naturally supernatural because of the creative power of the living God inside of them, this is it. Oh, they're going to speak doom. They're going to, they're going to tell you all the worst-case scenarios. They're going to tell you how many people are going to die, how they're going to die. They're going to tell you all the horrible things that are going on out there. But you know what they're not going to tell you? They're not going to tell you that there's hope. And if anybody tries to tell anybody that, they'll just turn the cameras off. I've been there. I learned really quick when dealing with the news and reporters speaking sound bites so they can't edit it and they can't cut you off. You know what the sound bite we need right now is? Yeshua is Lord. God is on the throne. The Bible is true. He warned us of these times. We're going to make it. We're going to get through because we trust in the Lord. We need people whose mind and hearts believe and obey, whose minds and hearts get it to give it away. Are, are you going to be one of those people? See, this whole remnant-ready thing, really catchy. It started last uh, July at the Sea Conference in Orlando, the Awakening Remnant. This is the message of 2020. We've been on it since the beginning of the year. But it isn't just catchy. It isn't clever. I mean, it is clever, but that's not what this is all about. We are on the verge. We are on the precipice of everything that's ever been prophesied, of everything I've talked about and all the times I've been preaching or whether it was reflections in the dark or now overwatch. We're in that period where pretty much everything I warned you of has happened or is happening. A lot of the people at the beginning of this virus thing, when I said some of the things I did, they poo-pooed me. They sent me emails. They sent me messages on Facebook or whatever. I don't get those messages anymore refuting me. And it's not because I'm Heath, because I listen to him, because his truth is inside of me, and I share it with you even at the risk of being seemed foolish. But I don't care. I stand. When having done all, I will stand. I will stand and take on all comers with my brothers at my side. I will stand and take on everything the enemy does if it means standing in the gap for you. I will stand on that solid rock that Edward Mote wrote about. The word of God on my lips the nature of Jesus in my heart, the fire of the Holy Spirit burning inside of me, and I pray that for you. Maybe you need to stop watching the news. The numbers are going to go up. More people are going to die. More people are going to get sick. Probably no more than we're getting sick and dying every day before that. They just weren't getting airtime. 
Maybe you need to turn it off. Maybe you need to open your Bible or listen to another session of the porch or turn on some praise and worship music. I'm I'm getting ready to reactivate, reactivate, reactivate. Hooked on phonics, good for me. Reactivate the Firefall Network YouTube page. And I'm going to create music lists. Music to work out to, music to praise to, music to, to worship to. We're going to take advantage of this time of everybody being shut in to become more of a community, to become more unified so that when the release comes, and I believe the blessings are coming with it, we're going to roll right over the top of the enemy. We're going to take back strongholds and principalities. We're going to take back the land, literally and figuratively. We're going to we're going to set the captives free. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We're going to cast out demons in public. I don't care anymore. Folks, if you thought I was jacked up and weird before, you ain't seen nothing yet. So fellow members of SRT, if you're living listening, you better get ready. This is the time we were groomed for. This is the time we were made for. This is the time that we're preparing for the return of the king. So, Father, you've got all this time here, so I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray for Kim in Fort Mitchell. That right now, miraculously, you're going to send provision from some source. Maybe we don't even know. Somebody's being awakened right now to write a check. We're going to pray for... Stacy, if she has to go into the hospital, that she's going to have the anointing of Florence Nightingale. Who, in the midst of the carnage and the, the destruction of the Civil War, Florence Nightingale gave hope. She gave peace to men who were dying. She envisioned nurses that we're now seeing in 2020. And the interesting thing is, she said it would probably take 150 years before the world would see the nurses she envisioned. Well, 2020 is 150 years later. I'm going to pray for those of you that have felt the tug and the calling to step out in faith that you would do so, that all the things that restrict you would be broken off of you, all the chains, all the misspoken words over you, all the curses, all the the burdens that have held you back right now by the power of the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the wind of the Spirit just blow through you and knock it all off of you, and if need be, knock you off your feet. Some of you need to get on your face before God. Let all your preconceived notions, all your humanistic plans, all your hopes for glory, your names up in lights, let it all be gone. We don't have time for foolishness. He will no longer our time, honor our times of foolishness. For those of you that are broken in bone, broken in heart, broken in spirit, right now let the Spirit of the living God from the throne room itself just touch you. Let you feel his comforting presence. Let the, the presence of the Holy Spirit fill the room you're in, wherever you are. If you've been asking for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, I pray right now that the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit intertwined together would fill you. 
because you are needed. I pray this provision that we've been praying for, for SRT, for the porch, for Firefall. Some of you have been praying for your divinely appointed missions would be set free, would flow through to you, first as a drip, then as a stream, and then as an overwhelming, pressed down, shaken together. You have to pull up your shirt or your skirt or whatever to catch it. It's just going to come hard and fast, but you're not going to hold on to it. It's going to flow through you out into the kingdom, out into the world. I pray for those of you that don't know this relationship that I've been talking about, that I talk about every week, sometimes brings me to tears that he would even consider me, that in everything I had done, that in the mistakes of my flesh, and, and he wanted not just to work with me, not just to save me, but he wanted to love me and hold me and talk to me. I pray that you would have that. I pray that you would know him as Lord and Savior, know him as king, know him as friend, know him as your everything, and that through that you would come to know the Father the same way. And I pray that you would have such an urgency to share that with others. Father, right now we pray for all of our lost loved ones, our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, our wives, our aunts, our uncles, our friends, or people that we have brought before you, brought before the throne. Right now we bring them before the cross. We bring them to the cross, Lord, and we say, we cry out from our hearts. We call them into the kingdom. Start naming them by name, folks. I have friends and family I name by name every day. Start speaking out their names. Start petitioning the throne room. Send an angel. Send a person. Give them dreams or visions. We call them into the kingdom. We call them into salvation. We call them into relationship with the living God through his son, Jesus of Nazareth, Yeshua. Now, Father, we just touch and we agree on all these things. We believe that we have received and you've already done what we've prayed for. And we pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grund. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio.
This weekend at Kohl's, take an extra 15% off. Save on men's and women's denim. Get Under Armour shoes for the family, $59.99 and under. And pick up a Power XL air fryer, just $84.99. Plus, take an extra $10 off your back-to-school purchase of $50 or more. Plus, store drive-up. And get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, 15% off with promo code Notebook and August 16th. Under Armour offers and coupons do not apply. 10 off 50 with promo code BTS10 and August 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.